hello and welcome to Are You Serious? We are on episode 23 right now. I am Jamie Arnold, Chief Meteorologist here at WNBF News. And I am Andrew Dockery, Morning Meteorologist here at WNBF News. It has been a week. It has been a week. <laughs> a, a busy week. Um, been a fun week, a fun but a little bit sure. busy. Um, I want to remind people before we even dive into, I'm sure why everyone has clicked on this, um, because Al was in town, you can like, comment, subscribe, share, rate. Um, we have 30 ratings. 30. We shot All up. five stars. I'm so glad you keep up with all this. All right. I don't. <laughs> we're the only five-star weather-rated podcast in South Carolina. I don't know if yeah. that's true, but that's what we're going to claim. How many weather podcasts are there in South Carolina? Probably one. <laughs> Probably one. <laughs> well, at least. And welcome to it. At least we're uh, at the top of the list for yeah. that. So, are you serious? We appreciate it. As always, we're going to do Shooting the Breeze later. Yeah. Um, we want to encourage you to bring your questions. I forgot this is my camera. I know, always forget which camera it is. <laughs> um, so shoot those questions over to us, whether in the comments on the YouTube, Facebook for you or me. We'll get them. Twitter, we'll get them as well. Um, but, yeah, really excited. I want to also say August was our most listened to month. Really? Even of Are You Serious? Downloaded and all that. Even, even with the week even off. Even with the week off. The That's most downloads we've ever had. The momentum for Are You Serious continues to grow, and I love it. I got a feeling it's really going to take off after this week, so we'll see. I hope so. Watch. There's like five people yeah. actually watching. <laughs> right. yeah. Yeah, um, that's usually how it goes. I'm sure many of you people are probably going to click on this because they see a photo of me, you, and Mr. Al Roker. Al Roker, America's favorite weatherman. Man. That was fun. It was fun. Yeah. Um, a lot of questions about Al, and we'll get to him here in a second. I had a couple of people go through and kind of ask about him when they saw our photo. We'll talk about that here in a second. Um, but you got to sit down with Alan. Yes, we would love to bring Al to the podcast. Not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll tell you why after. But, man, what a great guy. Super, super great guy. Oh. This, was, this was my second time meeting him. The first time was uh, at my previous uh, TV station up in North Carolina, and it was a – it was very quick handshake. Yeah. Didn't really have time to spend time with him, but this time I did, uh, and it was it was really pleasurable. Yeah, we got to sit down, ask him a couple questions that we knew you all would like. Um, so I think we send it there, and then we'll talk more about it right after this. Yeah. So a lot of people were talking about you know how you know what's he like, mm. how is Al? They love Al, um, and it's kind of what you see is what you get. <laughs> and these are my favorite kind of interviews. I had a chance to interview him down on the boardwalk. Uh, and my favorite interview is where I don't really have to work too hard mm. to pull information out of somebody. Al was definitely that type. He just, you let him go and you <laughs> see where it goes. So you've probably seen a couple of these snips uh, that we've kind of shown on the air or whatever. So here's kind of the full Al unrated, unedited version. <laughs> and it kind of gives you an idea of just how all over the place he is. Uh, it's about four minutes. So check it out and enjoy it. Uh, so happy to have Al Roker here in Myrtle Beach. Al, it is an absolute pleasure and an honor. And rumor has it you've been eating good here oh in Myrtle gosh. Beach. Oh my gosh! I, I, I'm coming. I'm going to be leaving ten pounds heavier. Uh, That's a good thing. Yes, we have this show, uh, Family Style, with Al Roker on today all day, and we go to different uh, cities and check out family-run restaurants. And so we've been to uh, Minna's 
Kitchen, yeah. uh, Winner's Kitchen, Winner's I kitchen, should say, yeah. Kitchen downtown. We've been to Big Mike's Soul Food. One of my favorites. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I, the Hush Puppies. I uh, mean, you come for the fried fish, you stay for the Hush right. Puppies. And uh, uh, Seven Seas Seafood Market. Right. In uh, Little Merle's Inlet. Yeah, in Merle's uh, Inlet. So, Fantastic. Merle's Inlet. So, we just had the greatest time, and, and I, I just love this area because normally when I come, it's because of hurricanes. It's coming. because of hurricanes. So this is yeah. nice. Yeah, this, this is, is nice. Good. This is beautiful. This morning's sunrise was unbelievable. The best. Uh, and so we're just happy to be here. And we are happy to have you. I'm not sure if you remember, but 15 years ago, uh -huh. you played a very special role in the history of WMBF News. What did I do? You were pitching to the local forecast in your neck of the woods, and you said, but first, Let's give a big welcome to our newest affiliate to NBC, WMBF News. Oh and my with, gosh. And with that, we flipped the switch and went on air. And boom, and then it all went downhill. And it all went and downhill I was the one here. who sent the thing you right into the mountain. I became chief and look at us all now. All right. Sweating here in well, Myrtle Beach. But here's the beauty of it is that uh, you've been here and, and your viewers trust you. They know you uh, because you're not some Johnny come lately. You know the topography, right. you know the systems, you know how they're gonna behave. Uh, and as we go into the winter and look, with, with climate change, we're seeing you know things getting crazier right. and crazier. Yeah. And so, you know, that's why the first alert term team is so important. That means so much coming from you. Let's talk a little bit more about weather. All okay. right, you've been all over the place. You've, yeah. been, you've covered everything. You've been blown down streets yes. and hanging onto signs. Yeah. What is your, best weather memory out in the field oh, or God. craziest craziest i would have to say it was uh, uh uh hurricane wilma wilma uh in naples florida and i, I had a, a a crew guy holding on to me yeah we had 100 mile per hour wind gusts over 100 miles and i eventually went down uh you know live on tv it's a famous meme it is it right. is it is indeed <laughs> but i will tell you that the the one thing that i remember most that i think where i said our climate is changing was Superstorm Sandy. Yeah. You know, we tracked that thing from Key West all the way right. to the Northeast, and we watched it literally change the, geogra the geography of New Jersey yeah. and other places. And that's when I think most people kind of stood up and took notice and said, something's going something's on Something's going on. Yeah. All right, now the su second question is, if we had to pick the perfect Al Roker day weather-wise. Oh, gosh. Is it outside of Myrtle Beach in September? Yes. What is the perfect Al I Roker Myrtle Beach perfect, forecast? Perfect day, I actually, you know, the perfect uh, day was this morning. Myrtle Beach, sunny, uh, the sun was coming up, there was a light breeze, it was 70 degrees. I mean, you couldn't ask for anything better than that. That sounds that sounds perfect. Unlike and right it, now, where we're where we're, we're literally we're about to we're about just to self combust. I'm right now. I'm fangirling a little bit because I'm I just, actually sweating I just, on you right now. I just want my you to sweat. fan me. Don't fangirl <laughs> me. My sweat is dripping me. on Hold on, wait a second. Hold on. Hold on. Just over here. There we go. Hold on. There we go. Let's do this. There you I go. I mean, is this a moment there for television go. or what? All right, if I had on. some grapes, I'd feed you. With us, uh, us weather folks, we got to stick together oh, here. That feels good. So, uh, oh, yeah, that's so good. Al, oh. uh, we can't thank you enough that's for right. coming to Myrtle Beach. It absolutely means the world you to us. You know what the best part of this is? What is that? This young lady holding <laughs> this reflector, bringing even more sunshine. Yeah, to blind your... us a little yeah! more. Yes. Ah, lobster! He's a lobster! <laughs> Absolutely uh, burning. Yes. Uh, it has been such a pleasure to have you here. We hope to have you back again. Thank you. Under blue skies blue and skies. not under a hurricane. But, you know, Myrtle Beach would love to have you back anytime. Can't you would wait. Like. We Can't would wait. love to have you. Thank Alan, you, it's been an absolute pleasure. Good Thank to you see so you. much. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so you see, <laughs> all over the place. Absolutely all. And that didn't include all of the other sort of off camera moments yeah. that he had.
that were just fantastic. Yeah, I always tell people too, and you get this, and I know people at home are going to be like, what is he talking about? I'm always very um, cautious mm-hmm. or skeptical when you get to meet some of these people that you like look up to or watch yeah. or just because fair warning for all you serious listeners not everyone is always as they seem on tv no they're not i would say a good they're majority not. of them were yeah or, yeah are you serious after dark but um what a true gem a true gem and an absolute professional yeah an absolute professional he yeah. he knew what he was here to do um he he knew what to say and say it in the right way um and it was really it was like you i was a little nervous going i was into too it. i was a little nervous i didn't get my hopes up because of it yeah uh but i walked away from it with a big smile like that was that was really fun and that was it was good it was a really good experience yeah one of the questions that people have asked on our photos is you know how come y'all didn't say anything well, NBC is very hush-hush about Very hush-hush. And, and I will tell you, I understand why now. So in the morning, it was very quiet on the disclosed location. We yeah. weren't allowed to share anything. Yep. We were told to keep it quiet. Al's in town recording. He loved to meet up with us, which was awesome. Um, he came in for the morning show, and he didn't have anyone like he did for the afternoon. Yeah. So in the morning, it was like me, our crew, Al, Al. <laughs> CNC with Larry Sprinkle, which yeah. that's a whole nother conversation. And I just got to sit there and talk to him for 30 to 40 minutes. Yeah. And it's the same dude when the camera's rolling yep. and the camera's not. So I thoroughly enjoy that. Now, let me tell you, there was a couple of times that we were texting for the afternoons mm-hmm. where NBC and everyone involved was maybe wanting to switch Yes. The location. Yes. Because in the morning we had a couple of people stop yeah. by and yeah. Al started to get a little busy. After that interview with the four minute, there were people everywhere. Everywhere. They were hanging out over the balconies. They were, they all were taking uh, photos. Yeah, all taking photos. It was it was I enjoyed watching the people watch Al. <laughs> right. That was kind of one of my favorite things. One of my favorite uh, is was when he he pulled up right there on Ocean Boulevard. <laughs> Uh, with his driver and his black suburban, of course, which I tried to ask for for me. Uh, you know, I think I need a driver. Still waiting. To up my status. Yeah, I'll be waiting on that for a long time. But uh, Al Roker kind of steps out of his car, and people are walking down the street, and they'll kind of look, and then they would do a double take. Yeah. And like, oh, my God, it's Al Roker. <laughs> you know, uh, so that was that was fun to watch. The one lady that, when he got out of the car, honey, I, th- I think yeah, that's Al. I think that's Al. And she, like, walked after him. <laughs> yeah, basically followed him down the sidewalk, like, right behind him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, that was a blast. It was cool to see in there. Um, for someone that maybe hasn't listened to the podcast, I wanted to bring back in Larry Sprinkle because he came in for CNC, our sister station, our NBC station there in, um, Charlotte. And he was doing some behind the scenes stuff as well with Al. You and Larry got to catch up. We did. I got to see Larry Sprinkle. Um, just an icon, an absolute icon in the Charlotte TV market, and even in the sort of media, television, movie, radio industry in general. Uh, he does the morning show uh, for the NBC affiliate in Charlotte, which is where I started my television career behind the scenes as a weather producer, mm. uh, and I worked a lot of morning shifts. So Larry Sprinkle and I uh, got to spend a lot of great time together. And everybody always asks me when they know that I know Larry Sprinkle is that his last name, and I will tell you, but I'd have to kill you. Mm. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Larry Sprinkle, the original Tidy Bowl man. 
Did you know that? Well, I remember you telling me that. Yeah. I didn't know when you told me that, and I was like, say what? Yeah, yeah, the little tidy bowl man toilet cleaner commercial sitting on the rim of your toilet. That was is Larry Sprinkle. Sprinkle. Yeah. It was great because when he rolled up before Al, he rolled up at like 6 a.m. that morning. Um, knew me by name already. Yeah. And I was like fangirling yeah. at that point. I yeah. was like, oh, my gosh, Larry Sprinkle knows who I am. Yeah. Says he keeps up with us down here, and it was really cool to talk to him. Um, just two great down-to-earth people. Yeah. I, I do want to bring up where Al mentioned some of those questions that we asked him. Yeah. Because I was very intrigued because we wanted to know, and we've asked everyone on our podcast, What's your most memorable event? Mm -hmm. I didn't expect Wilma, but then I remembered the clip as he was talking about it. As he was talking about it, and I even mentioned it in there. I was like, it's a meme. Like, if you do, like, if you search, like, if you're texting somebody a hurricane meme, you type in hurricane 2005, and it is Al Roker (laughs) um, being held down. I think it was probably one of his producers Mm -hmm. trying to, like, hold him in place, and then he he goes. Yeah. He goes in that wind, and that's the clip he was talking about. Yeah, Naples. He was in the eye wall there. Uh, That came in. And went, what, right over the when, southern uh, tip across, of Florida? Yeah, southern tip of Florida, yeah. Wow. That yeah. 2005 yeah. Um, was crazy. Not to mention then also, too, he talked about his perfect forecast, 70 degrees. 70 degrees, yeah. In Myrtle Beach. Which it wasn't when we were out there yesterday. <laughs> when we were out there on Tuesday. <laughs> it was awful. It, was, it wasn't like a sweltering it July felt like day. It. But just when you're sitting there, right there, and there was no breeze. Yeah. So you're just kind of baking in the sun, and and I mentioned it in that interview. My I had drips of sweat actually like dropping on Al. <laughs> the, one of the reasons we were talking too about the podcast, like we couldn't get Al here because he was so like, yeah, we were on Al time. Yeah, Al time. So we sat there and we waited. We waited and we baked. Yeah. In the sun. Yeah, a good hour. Just dripping. A good hour we Waiting there. for him. Yeah. So I was like, okay, maybe yeah. he's coming. Maybe yeah. he's not. Yeah. Uh, but it was really cool to have that. And, and it was always um, fun to bring you all a little bit something different um, yeah. for Are You Serious? I do have to ask, busy week. Al's been here. You've had some talks. Yeah. we got festivals back this weekend. Uh, festival season's back. Shout out Aner. Aner Hoedown. One mm. of my favorites. 43rd annual. Yeah. Aner one Hoedown. of my favorites. Friday night football, Coastal's in town, the fall home show. Yep. Which we're going to be out there. Yeah. Um, if you want to come meet the RU Series crew, Saturday morning, 10 a.m., I think. Ish. 10 a.m. ish. Yeah. Show up at 10 30 and we should be there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, come say hello to us. So, how's Jamie? This is usually the time where we're swarmed. Yeah. Um, good. Good. It's, it is busy. Yeah. You know, uh, we're kind of, I think I talked about this a couple of podcasts back. September is usually one of those months where it's either really quiet weather-wise or there's a hurricane. Yeah. Thankfully, we're in that really quiet. There's not a lot going on. It's mm-hmm. going to get nice and comfortable and pleasant and good. And um, day, what, 416 of tracking Lee <sighs> is what it feels like. It's made It's made its turn. Six miles per hour. <clears throat> yeah. Was as slow, slow as it got to. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I wish. I can, there's a part of me that wishes I was uh, on my way to Cape Cod mm. to get there. They're going to get a nice little side swipe from Lee. Yeah. Uh, up there at the Cape. Yeah, which is wish pretty I was unique. There. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Um, when we were talking about Lee, I was looking back at some of the um, hurricane season just for so far up to today mm-hmm. and we've had 13 named storms one unnamed so technically i think yeah. colorado state would call that 14 yeah five hurricanes already yep. 
three major hurricanes. All of that is above average. Above average, and it was the whole talk all before the season was, is it going to be El Nino? Is it going to be the record warm temperatures? And Dr. Phil uh, tweeted, I think last week, when uh, Lee reached Category 5 intensity, was like he, I thought it was kind of a humble tweet. He said, yeah. I think the water temperature's won. Yeah. Yeah. And I've seen, I've seen some tweets that have really irked me a little bit, too, on hurricane season. I'm not going to get canceled here. But I will say, and, and this is the whole thing that we preach, it only takes one. Yep. But then also you have people that will tweet out, well, it's above average, but nothing's really happened here. Yeah. Well. Yeah. That's hurricane Good. season for you. Yeah. We'll take it. Yeah. You know, We're like I know some it. people have been talking about, oh, it's been quiet in the Gulf. Well, good. Yeah. I mean, at the end yeah, of the except day. Except for that Category 3 Adalia that went yeah. through the Gulf. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, <laughs> yeah, take that Twitter. Right, yeah. um, but, yeah, it's just – it baffles me that people still have the courage to say something like that. Yeah. So, um, it's been busy for us. We're not done yet just because the peak is past. We still have some time to go. Um, but it does bring in a question that I got, and I didn't get to put it in the shooting the breeze, but Judy wrote on YouTube – um, I was looking at it this morning, and it's a really good question. She said, in previous storms um, with Ian and even Adalia, mm-hmm. we've had storm tracks that maybe show that, you know, the center of the storm is going to move closer to one region or the other. Mm-hmm. In retrospect, though, we've had damage further away from the center. So she brought up, you know, Ian, landfall was in Georgetown County. Mm-hmm. Some of the worst damage was in Garden City, Cherry Grove. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the Dahlia. She brought it up and she said, you know, we had the center of circulation probably closer to the South Strand. Yep. But yet we had more damage in Cherry Grove with tornado warnings and stuff like that. And she just wanted to ask, why? Why does that happen? Well, and I thought it was a great question. It is a great question. And it's something I think we should preach more. And I think it's something that we are trying to preach more yeah. is that a hurricane uh, is more than the center. It's yeah. more than the dot on the map. It's mm-hmm. more than that little spinning icon that we show on our weather maps. That's yeah. that's just the center. Mm-hmm. Uh, hurricanes are, are big systems. Yeah. And impacts spread very far away from the center. Um as far as kind of a dahlia goes, and we had that, you know, that strip of flooding rainfall, that was, you know, the storm is kind of starting to transition mm-hmm. out of a pure hurricane status. And usually when that happens, it sort of tends to expand a little mm-hmm. bit and focus the rainfall in different spots, focus the wind in different spots. But, um, yeah, they're more than a point on a map. And yeah. uh, case in point, Lee oh, uh, yeah. turning into a massive hurricane. I just yeah uh hurricane force winds extending out what 150 miles from the center (laughs) think about that you could have hurricane lee thankfully we're not but it could pass 100 miles offshore of myrtle beach and we'd still be getting hurricane force winds yeah tropical storm force winds by the time we get into late this week maybe up to 400 miles from the center so yeah, they're more than a pot, uh, plot on a map. And if I had a couple people ask us, you know, Lee seems so far east, we typically wouldn't see as high rip currents or swells. Yeah. And it's because of that wind field. That big wind field. Being so large, which yeah. is just rather impressive. And it goes without saying just how rare I feel like Lee has been. A massive storm, and that storm continues to grow, at least in its wind field, moving to the north. So um, rip current's a big thing for us this week. I have one as well. Oh, uh, yeah! Before we get into the into the box, uh, this is from our buddy Mark. Oh, um, Got to say, number one, happy anniversary to Mark and his wife. Uh, How they, many years uh, did he say? 
if not happy anniversary no, anyways. No, didn't say. Many lifelong um, years. Let's see, let's see. But they took our uh, advice and went to Lombardo's for their anniversary dinner. So that made me made me nice. And really? Happy. Yes, yes. I don't know if Mark had a Cosmo, uh, but they got the creme brulee for dessert. So mm, yes, bon yes. appetit. Lombardo's. Y'all know it's one of my favorite. Um, <laughs> so Mark um, had a question. He said, um, "Explain why spaghetti tracks are shown when it appears that the cone." is based on the spaghetti tracks. And why are there so many separate tracks as far as the spaghetti plots go? Um, then he said, finally, it always amuses me when there was always one or two of those spaghetti plots that don't conform to the vast majority and are just kind of mm-hmm. breaking the mold and yeah. all over the place. Uh, spaghetti is a great model output. So basically think of where our cone comes from. It comes from the forecast from the National Hurricane Center. Mm-hmm. Um, they use all the model data that we do. And mm-hmm. those spaghetti plots are individual model runs of each individual model output, even time. Mm-hmm. I mean, this comes down to where it could be the same model, but four different times. And you see those on the spaghetti plot. Yep. There's like 144 spaghetti noodles out there. Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. a lot. It's, it's a whole serving of spaghetti. Um, and, I'll, and I'll say, I think we've done a good job. I trim it back now yep. because I think if we were to continue to show you past the cone, per se, you would look long term and see just the spread of that spaghetti go even further. But right. ever since our trusting the cone episode... I said, okay, I'm going to keep my spaghetti plots matched up for the same time as the cone. I'm not going to go any further because that does nothing but cause panic. Um, But let's just say that cone comes from the spaghetti models themselves. National Hurricane Center ingests that stuff. Yeah, it's called a consensus forecasting. So uh, obviously the closer you are to time zero, so let's say we're tracking Lee or any hurricane right now, obviously the next 12 hours – your models are going to have generally a pretty good handle. So yep. all of those individual spaghetti tracks are going to be close together. As you go out 24 hours, you start to get different ideas, 48, 96, 120. You start to get that spread, yeah. which is why sort of the cone sort of mimics that spread because mm. of the uncertainty the further out in time that you get. And what you'll see, too, is generally it will follow the general consensus of the spaghetti models. Yeah. doesn't mean at the end of the cone that they're all going to be within the cone. Right. But the bulk of those models should be Yeah. based off how that works. Um, it's also like an exponential graph. Algebra nerd here. Yeah. Here we go. Your error percentage at hour zero. It's very low. Very low. Yeah. But as you go, you'll start to grow that error up. And that's where you start to see the dispersion. My favorite thing to do, especially if you have time, is to draw out the mileage between mm-hmm. the outputs. If I were to draw the mileage from the furthest away and the furthest away at 12 hours, it may only be 50 miles, mm-hmm. which is still a big change mm-hmm. compared to 2,000 yeah. by day six or seven. Yeah. So that always baffles me, and, but I love it. And another thing with the spaghetti models is a lot of times um, – what you're seeing are, and we've talked a little bit about ensembles before. Oh yeah, are the ensemble tracks. Yeah. So, take for example the GFS. It's the GFS that you know, if if you're kind of a weather geek, or even that we will oftentimes show on the air or the European, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's called the operational run. It's mm-hmm. kind of the the main model yeah. that's sort of put forth into the public. Yep. But 
you take that operational model and then you start tweaking things. Yeah. You tweak a couple of different little things and you run it again, tweak, run it again, tweak, run it again. And it gives you a variety of outputs. Yeah. And when forecasting, it's actually better to look at the ensembles yeah. to see sort of what the general idea is. Uh, so a lot of those lines you see uh, on those spaghetti plots are actually just different runs of the same model, yeah. but with slightly different outputs. Yeah. And then, as he was mentioning, sometimes you get one that's, you know, all your tracks are over here and you have one over here. Sometimes models just go haywire. They do. Or it's have just too a much crappy to model. Yeah. And I, I usually tend to, I will try, it's, it can be a little time consuming, but I will sometimes try to go in and take Find out it and take it out. Those ones that, but when you, when you're, on a when five o'clock update, yeah, five o'clock update, or you know, get a busy afternoon, you may not because it's kind of difficult to go in there and find. Okay, which model is this one that's yeah. just gone haywire? Yeah, but yeah. Ever since our trusting the cone episode and the um, forecasting and what we talked about, and I was going back and listening to some of it, probably two weeks ago. How do you feel that you've adjusted? Really well. Yeah, I like it. I do too. I like it, and um, I think there's even more that we could do. It's just we haven't really had to do it yet yeah. i mean not saying that Italian didn't you know cause impacts yeah. or anything like that but i just imagine you know if we have like a category two or three hurricane how mm. much more yeah we could do and now hopefully you all saw that at home some things that were different um i haven't shown much model data i've shown a little bit with lee and the only reason I did for the wind was was one for the wind and two I have shown a couple of spaghetti plots for Lee um, because there was that point last week where I was like uh, maybe it's not going to turn yeah. maybe it's going to turn too late um, but to kind of show once beyond that five day cone I did kind of run yeah. the models through day yeah, seven and eight uh, and it did show kind of to to drive home that point that that turn to the north because there was a couple days. Uh, last week where you know basically that cone was pointed right at south carolina yeah and somebody just glancing at that thinks all right man it's coming go. it's coming but yeah. like no 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 we got to take the story out a couple more days and then you see that turn to the north but overall i'm really happy with with kind of how we're we're handling the yeah. cone and again like you said if you're curious about what we're talking about go watch that episode because mm-hmm. so it might be one of my favorite episodes it's that definitely we've done. mine yeah just it was so yeah. nerdy and yeah. i'd love to go back and just talk about it after the season and just say hey like yeah. what could we do better next time yeah. i don't know um our italian graphics i loved i thought they were great yeah. um all right shooting the breeze let's do it remember you could send your questions to us we will more than likely throw them in here unless we forget it's been one of those weeks yeah all right i'll go in here for the first one. Oh, oh gosh <laughs> our box overfloweth uh, is there such a thing as lightning with no clouds? This is uh, Asa Whitley via YouTube. Asa Whitley, lightning with no clouds. You have to have a storm in a general direction. Yeah, to have, you can't lightning. have lightning without a storm. Now, if you're referring to the good old heat lightning, no. <laughs> <laughs> let me get me on to something. Heat much. lightning, yeah. So, growing up, and I'm sure many of you all have heard the term. Well, that's just some good old heat lightning. Yep, that's. How my family would say yeah. it, not offending anyone. That's just how we would yeah. say it, especially at night, because that's when you oh, always, yeah. oh, it's so hot yeah. out there. There's yeah. heat lightning. Heat lightning. Yep. Um, what you're seeing, because typically when you see that, the clouds could be off the distance. It could be clear. Mm-hmm. The sky gets illuminated. You are still looking at lightning or reflection from a distant thunderstorm. Yeah. 
So to answer your question, um, Asa, Asa, mm-hmm. Asa, you are looking at still lightning from any storm. You can't have it without it. Yeah, and it's not uncommon around here, especially on a nice kind of clear night. Uh, you can see distant flashes on the uh-huh. horizon from storms that may be 80 or 90 miles away. Yeah. Especially if they're offshore where it's super flat and there's nothing, terrain's not blocking your view. Yeah. Yeah, you can easily see 80 or 90 miles away. Wednesday morning coming in, if you were driving to work, we had some distant thunderstorms mm-hmm. 35 miles off of the Atlantic. Mm-hmm. And it was clear skies here in Myrtle Beach, but out over the Atlantic, there was these massive storms and you could see. Mm-hmm some light over top yeah. from those towering uh, we storms. Had, we had it Tuesday night uh, here in Myrtle Beach. Looking west, there was just a yeah. kind of distant flashing, and the thunderstorms were back over Sumter in Columbia. So if it's – you can definitely you can it's definitely see so heat cool lightning too from when a long you way. can see yeah. where that is. If yeah. you don't have, like, maybe the Radar Scope app or our First Alert Weather app, I encourage it because you can yes. look – Especially in the summer. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, it. where's that storm? Yep. And then you look and it's 60 miles away. Yeah. It's really fun. Um, do, 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 do. What are some facts the average viewer, parentheses, the non weather geek, would be interested in knowing about meteorologists? <sighs> about meteorologists. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can open up a can of worms. Um,. <sighs> Some facts that we're all obsessed. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not a, um, it's not like a front by any means. No, no, it's if, almost like weather's genetic. Mm, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's genetic. It's in our DNA. Yeah, and we look for, we talk weather. Yep. All the time. Yep. But we look forward to talking weather with other weather people. Yeah, or even non-weather people. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Some people, I will say, I feel like some meteorologists do get annoyed when you come up and you ask them, what's the weather going to be? I don't. I don't. I'll give you the full yeah. synopsis. Yeah, people come up to me and say, oh, I hate to bother you. I'm sorry. I'm, I don't really oh, want to talk do. about weather. I'm like, no. That Number one, that means you're watching. That means I'm getting paid. Mm-hmm. And number two, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll talk about it all day long. All you to, want. I'm trying to think what else about weather people. Um, I think a lot of us are a little eccentric. Mm. Okay. I think, yeah. Yeah. I like that. Witsy. Yeah. I don't know if witsy's a word. Maybe witty. Witty. Maybe. <laughs> it's been a long day. <laughs> yep. Um, I'm trying to think what else. A little out there. I don't a little think, out there. I don't know. You could say our heads are in the clouds. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know if our elevator goes all the way up. Yeah. Right? I don't know. Like, we're smart, but we're also not. Yeah, especially especially on the TV side of things. Yeah, yeah there we go. <coughs> now, if we were talking National Weather Service or Storm Prediction Center or National Hurricane Center, love those people to death. Yeah. But less conversational. Yeah. And more just. Yep. You got to be, and I've, I've said this since the, my beginning in, in television weather, you got to be a little crazy to be in the television business. Oh, I think all we of all us are. are. Mm-hmm. Not just weather. Everybody, mm-hmm. You're, yeah. there's a little something off with you. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's work. what I was trying Seriously. to get to. Yeah, yeah. There's something a little wrong. Mm-hmm. Like between the hours, yeah. and the weather and the workload and the nonstop. Yeah, yeah. there's something. There's something <laughs> just not quite right, which makes for a really fun work environment. Yeah, I think so, and that's why yeah. this podcast is hopefully 
had some yeah. success because yeah, we're never, all not here. You never know what you're going to run across <laughs> in a TV studio, that's for sure. Oh. Oh, let's go back in here to the bottom. That was an interesting um, question. I'm still going to think about that was, one. It was. It was. Oh, let's see. Is there anything that people often misunderstand about meteorologists and or weather forecasting? Mm. A lot. A lot. I tell you, I tell you what they often misunderstand. That we're just out here for the clicks and the ratings and oh, we're fear mongering. I thought about that. And we've got stock in Food Lion for oh, when it goes snows the rest of the and podcast. Stock and uh, plywood at Lowe's, and that's why we say there's a hurricane. We hype everything up for the clicks and uh, that one. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> uh, yeah, that. Let me tell you something. I have been extremely PO'd lately. Mm -hmm. I woke up on Friday and saw that viral Tiktok mm -hmm. that went about the Lee Margo oh, yeah. the chance forming. of development forming into this mega storm. And here's what made me so irritated about it is it was so viral that it started to reach into our viewers. Mm-hmm. Who then started asking and sending me the freaking video. Mm -hmm. Or the Category 6 that was going to hit Florida. Yeah, that one too. That one was bad because we got a couple questions yeah. about that. To the point where I took to Twitter and I woke up and got dismantled by some people. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. people that just thought I was fake news mm -hmm. and rough. But here's what I'll tell you.
what it is about our systems here. They always end at 11 p.m. Right. <laughs> or midnight, and the morning show is five hours later, yep. so what's the it point is, of going home? Yep. So then that's when the coffee and the Red Bull come in for yeah. me, just to power me through to the morning to get out of here and go get some sleep. The The Matthew example where I did do 24 hours, and again, we were short-staffed for that, um, for that hurricane there were only three of us here at the time and so basically all three of us did you know 21 hours um that was through the day on a saturday and matthew ended saturday night and i had to come back in for the sunday morning show got a couple of hours of sleep but talk about when your adrenaline crashes we were doing the morning show kind of focusing on the aftermath and by that point we'd had the the big fire in cherry grove and we were in a commercial break and I kind of stood up to get into my spot, getting ready for the show to restart, and suddenly started to get tunnel vision, and and I was going down. I was I was going down. Mm. I think just from pure exhaustion, just felt like I was going to pass out. Thankfully, um, Wave, our station in Louisville, Kentucky, yep. had sent a meteorologist in. He was kind of doing some background stuff, and I just looked at him and I said, "You gotta, you gotta take over." and I sat down for a few minutes and finally went home. And that's when I, I think I went into a coma for about 12 hours. That's but yeah, when that, when that adrenaline crashes after a storm, it crashes hard. That's the thing too, is you could be just so hydrated. You could be nourished and everything and ready to go. But it, when it hits the wall, mm-hmm. powering through that wall is nearly impossible. Same thing happened with Ian with me. Mm-hmm. I, that 8 a.m. show ended 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. to 8 a.m., and I remember just falling yeah. asleep at breakfast over here with Emily yeah. at the Earth Cafe. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. you call you call me like, hey, we need to go out and look at it. I'm like, all right, let me chug some coffee, and then we'll be good to go. And yeah. I was wired after that. But um, there's always a, a wall that hits. Sometimes, have you ever had a wall hit you during coverage? And then how did you get through it? Uh, thankfully, <clears throat> I haven't. I think we yeah, got close with Florence, which we're kind of in the five-year anniversary time frame of Florence. Uh, Florence was weird because it was just a slow storm. It was just, it was so painfully slow. Um, and my adrenaline was so high because it was slow. And the original forecast, you know, we're coming in as a category four. That slowly transitioned into no, it's not going to be that, but it's going to be this slow moving. And then we started to focus on historic flooding. So the storm itself, the actual process of Florence moving through the area started. Friday morning, mm. it went through the day Friday, Friday night, Saturday, Saturday night, Sunday, Sunday night, and finally tapered off around sunrise Monday morning. Mm-hmm. I was here the whole time and took breaks and took naps here and there. Um, but by the time we got into Sunday, there were a couple of times where I was like, yeah, I'm not sure if I'm going to get through the rest of this storm. And then we had to throw on four weeks after that of historic flooding. And the covering. Uh, yeah. Come on. That, I feel like it took me about six months to recover from Florence. Oh, I'm sure. Just just to feel like I was myself again. I'm sure. Yeah. It, these things can take it out of they me. They do. I can imagine Florence uh, by any means. Yeah. I still feel like I still have like a dial lag and it wasn't A even, little bit, yeah. Like I no. just found myself this week and I'm like. Yeah. Well, Wait, was that a dahlia? What, yeah. what I'm watching? Yeah. No, I call it the tropical depression. It oh. sets in after a hurricane, and you're just. <sighs> and it takes a couple of weeks of to quiet kinda, weather to yeah. get back into the swing of things. Yeah. So. 
I don't know. But anyways, um, we've hit our mark for the time. This was fun. It was fun. It was fun to kind of get back to basics. Get back to basics. I'll be yeah. honest with you all. We have no idea what we're doing next. Yeah. We have no. ideas in the future. <laughs> yeah. But like next week, we I have no clue. We'll see. So we'll, see. we'll find something to talk about. Yeah, so we'll send in those out. questions and uh, keep them coming. We'll figure out something to talk about. 23, Al Roker, Larry Sprinkle, Tropical Weather. Who knows what next week will be? Yeah. Home show. Home Saturday show. Come morning. out and see us at the home show. Uh, we'll the you. rest of the crew is going to be there as well. Yeah. Somewhere, sometime. Um, yeah. I don't know. Everybody's. I mean, we're here. We're here promoting. Are you serious? Going to be there, but WBF News will be there too. They will be there. The rest of the so, rest of the folks. Yeah. Come say hello to us. I don't even. know. I think it costs like five bucks to get in. Maybe. Don't quote me on that. Yeah, but it's a fun. It's a fun. It's fun. It's a fun event. It's also too to like just see what everybody else is up to. Yeah. I think I enjoy the fall home show better than the spring. I do too. It's a little less chaotic. A little less chaotic, and you're yeah. And there's still some cool stuff. And then also you can get all the fall decorations get the at this fall one. the fall decor's popping out. And mm-hmm. there's usually some piece of little snacks kind of hidden around. So. Yeah. So that's, if you have any you know, snacks, let us know. If there's food out there. <laughs> um, but that does it for us. Episode yeah. 23. 23 episodes. 23 episodes. We do appreciate it. We'll see you back here for uh, episode 24 and whatever we decide to talk about. Yeah. Y'all have a good one. See ya.